I'm going to tell you a crazy story that actually happened to me last night. But before I do that, first I'm going to tell you about the warning signs for day nine. So we are officially beginning the negative commandments. And the Chavetz Chaim tells us that there's actually 17 different like commandments just with the one like like negative commandments just with the one issue of lesh and it gives us a mushal metaphor to understand this and the metaphor is that imagine you were to enter an abandoned house and be like no trespassing okay because if you go there you know maybe like the wood is rotten and like a floorboard will break but if you are seeing like a nuclear missile faculty you'll see like a thousand warning signs like authorized personnel only and like security and tons of warning signs and like red blaring lights if you trespass anything because the damage is so much greater that can cause if you go there and that's kind of what Lashon Hara is it destroyed the world it destroyed the base of Mikdash it can destroy our portion of the world to come give all of our mitzvahs and averos give all of our mitzvahs over the person we spoke to and give their averos over to us it's just it's so dangerous and that's why there are so many quote-unquote warning signs by the fact there's so many negative commandments about it the first one from the torah is don't go as a peddler of gossip among your people from vayikra and the chavetz chaim says who is a peddler someone who's collecting this information about what people say and do and then is like peddling it telling it over to people like did you know what they said about you even if it's true and most people think that even if this is true then then they can say it but not only that but we should know. You should know what other people are saying about us. Or you should know what they said about them. They should. It's good for them. It's going to help for them. But the Chavaz Chaim is saying, like, straight off the bat, this destroys the world. It's absolutely not okay. It's literally not allowed from the Torah. And the crazy story that I'm going to end off is, yesterday I was in a really bad mood after Yom Kippur. It was really hard for me. And I actually slipped up with Lashon Har. And since I've been doing the laws every day, I have been really not slipping up as much as I used to have. And I've been pretty proud of my progress. And in terms of, like, really not saying Lashon Har anything and just consciously working on trying not to say Lashon Har my kids because sometimes that can also be Lashon Har, meaning it's just normal to talk negative about our children if we're frustrated, but that can also be Lashon Har. And that was really the area I was working on. I had really almost stopped speaking about other people, obviously mistakes here and there because um, I'm not aware of all my own flaws, but I was just in such a bad mood last night and I was aware that I was speaking Lashon Hara and I was aware that I was venting. So maybe it was a lot because of that, but I didn't think so because I didn't state beforehand that this was venting and it's just for the purpose of some emotional baggage. And I said something not nice about <clears throat> something that happened a year ago, literally a year ago. I was like, why did I need to bring this up? What, what does it even matter? This was a year ago. And literally the next morning I woke up and I have a jaw pain. I can't open my mouth fully. There is pain in my jaw. And it was a very clear sign to me that like, and obviously I don't know, like this is not, I'm not today, I guess, on the level of like that I get punished immediately, but it was a sign to me for myself, regardless if it's completely coincidence or not, that I need to call this person and I need to ask for Michila that I just spoke negatively about them and that there's, that there's hard feelings between me and I need to, you know what, it's a day after Yom Kippur, but my favorite quote about the high holidays is the fact that, you know what, Yom Kippur may be great, but the work starts the next day because it's not about a perfect one day, it's about the day after that and the day after that. So that's going to be my work and I'll keep you updated if my jaw is feeling any better. And literally in the next day, it's talking about the relationship between Saras, which is a skin disease that we get literally from Lashon Hara and Lashon Hara. So the different, the, the relationship between them, which we know from Miriam speaking negatively, even though it was well-intentioned, it's just because she was on such a high level, it had the slightest taint of Lashon Hara that she was afflicted with Saras, which is a skin disease that doesn't um, exist any day, anymore today. And we don't have the effects of the punishment of Saras today. We're going to have to wait till day 41 for the Chavetz Chaim to explain us why we don't have those effects today. Um, and so why specifically do we have like its own illness triggered by it? Um, and it's because it's so damaging. It's not like 
you know, in, in the Torah system, we don't have direct reward and punishment automatically like a lightning bolt from the sky because then we wouldn't have free choice. We wouldn't do anything bad because we would get struck by a lightning bolt. Then we'd have no free choice. But Lashonara is different because it's so damaging to a person's well-being that because Hashem cares about us so much, he's like, I don't want you to get, get like, harmed. Like, I care about you too much for you to mess up in your Bechira in this area. Like, this is this is too dangerous. It's like when a parent slaps a child's hand if they touch an oven. The parent doesn't want to slap a child, but the parent is saying, you cannot touch ovens. It is dangerous. You will burn your hand off. And that's kind of what Hashem is saying to us here by the fact that Saras is the direct reaction for Lashon Hara because it's that dangerous. And then the Chavetz Chaim tells us the second Torah commandment, which is to guard ourselves against getting tzaras. I didn't even know that was a biblical commandment. It's from Devarim 24.8, that we have to hashomer benegiyah v'hatzaras. We have to guard ourselves from getting tzaras. And it's a protective barrier that the Torah set us up for us, so we wouldn't even go near Lashon Hara. A, not to do anything with Lashon Hara, but to the fact that we're not allowed to get tzaras. And if we knew that tzaras was a direct result of Lashon Hara, we wouldn't, you know, want to speak Lashon Hara for that reason also. And the second um, specific Halacha before that that comes from the Torah de Arisa is don't put a stumbling either. Don't put a stumbling block before the blind. And in terms of a practical case for that is let's say you know you're speaking in front of a bunch of people, and it's and it's lashon hara what you're saying. Technically, you're putting a stumbling block before them because they're a captive audience. They're sitting in front of you, and you're starting to speak. So they can like listen. They can plug their ears. They can run away. But you, in essence, that's a that's a biblical commandment and we're gonna before you freak out from guilt here that's the that's the next most important thing that we need to say here is that even though we all do mess up in these area constantly because we're constantly growing we're constantly improving there's no place for guilt the whole purpose of learning these detailed laws the whole purpose of going so in depth on like how many negative biblical commandments how dangerous it how bad is it is just for us to realize that we have to stop not for us to feel guilt that we still do it and i think that's just the most important thing if if that i that i'm going to start like adding into almost every single clip that there's no guilt we're just okay so i gotta stop okay so i'm gonna stop okay wow i didn't know that now i'm gonna try and stop doing that and it's little by little the tiniest baby steps even if we're doing this for 10 years straight we're going to get a little drop better each day. And so that is the stumbling block for the blind. And then it also applies to the listener specifically. Because if the listener shows interest in what the speaker is saying, then the listener is over on a lifne ever on stumbling block. Because then the speaker is like, oh, he wants to hear, so I'm going to keep talking. And that's a stumbling block before the speaker. So it, it goes, it's like very spider-webbed network in terms of that. And it just, he, the Chavot time ends with this advice that Rabbi Eliezer gave to his son Horkanus. He said, don't sit with groups that talk about the faults of others because their words rise up to heaven and are recorded and anyone who participates in those gatherings are listed in heaven as a member of the Chabura Risha, which is a group of evildoers. So just by listening, just by being part of it, we're involved. So we got to switch the conversation or run no matter how uncomfortable it is. Just like, hey, did you know that there's like blue sky? And even that is super awkward and uncomfortable. I feel like it will make people realize that this is not an okay conversation to have. And you know what? If they look like you, if they look at you like you're weird, that's okay. How does arrogance tie into this picture? Arrogance and disgrace. So the Chavetz Chaim tells us that if you speak Lashon Hara, it's usually because you're speaking from a place of conceitedness or arrogance. Because you think you're great. You don't realize, you're like, I don't have any flaws because you're speaking about another person's flaws. You're not even focused on yourself because you're perfect, right? And that's, this is, I 
love how like clever this is like if you were thinking about how much you have to work on in your life you wouldn't ever speak badly of other people because you focus on how much you've got to work on and <clears throat> the it, the the pasuk another one of the derises that prohibits us from speaking lasha lashon hara is from the varim be careful lest you forget hashem your god um and it's that's like specifically don't forget hashem don't act arrogantly don't act as if you're the god here <clears throat> and what how that means like how that how that manifests practically is the fact that if you speak lashon hara when you know hashem said not to speak negatively about other people it's it's almost as if it's you asserting your own priorities over the world you're saying yeah, it's true you said that, but like, you know what? You're not really the the God of the universe. I can do what I want. I'm in charge here. My priorities is a little bit bigger right now than yours. So I'm going to say what I want to say. <clears throat> and that's that's at the very heart of what our mission is as a Jew. It's the opposite of that. We're supposed to be living in this world by showing how great Hashem is and showing Hashem's light and wonder and divine godliness by being a manifestation of that, by being a reality of that. And when we do the opposite by desecrating Hashem's name and making a chil Hashem and doing what we want to do as opposed to what the Torah is telling us to do, that's literally the opposite of what we're put here in this world to do. And it, Lashon Har is really the the basis of that. So got to just focus on ourselves through the eyes of pure non-guilt, pure love, pure compassion, and be like, yep, we're going to work on this today and we got this because we're a boss. We go on.